0: What you angry about, Tara? <laughs> what you angry about? Y'all missing y'all not y'all not recording y'all episodes. That's what I'm angry about. <laughs> we recorded today. All right, three of them. Girl, go to hell. This is Shay and this is Bree, and, and you're, you're listening, listening to, to Signed two, two Angry Black Women. The, the podcast where we express our feelings around navigating the US while living with our intersecting identities of blackness, queerness, womanness and unpacking the projection of anger placed on black women. Hi Bree. Hey girl, hey. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing so well. I feel like every time we come on this <laughs> platform, we have to like apologize. But honestly, maybe I'm not we don't. today. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, it's been a minute, clearly. But we're here. Our last three podcasts. It's been a minute. We're going to change the podcast too. It's been a minute. Right. Right, right. Right. But yeah. No. Not apologizing at this time. Still love y'all though. Happy to be yeah. here. And happy Sweet. to check in with all of our folks who listen to the podcast and has been on our backs about it but <laughs> um, <laughs> well, we're here today recording i'm super excited yeah how you doing though i'm doing good i'm tired i've been outside a little bit and you know mm-hmm. like outside outside like partying outside and people that know me know i don't really party like that like i enjoy a cute little bar cute mm-hmm. little whatever but i've been in the parties it's been fun i've been going to the gym that's mm-hmm. not fun but sticking with it and um yeah i just feel like chilling yeah not doing too much working kind of but yeah <laughs> <laughs> emphasis on the kind of emphasis on the kind of <laughs> because i'm not letting these folks stress me out it's summer yeah and, you know i feel like never stops exactly it's mm-hmm. gonna be there yeah, so yeah mm. brie went and saw beyonce in chicago i did oh my god and obviously i think everyone knows that you already saw beyonce in london mm. which is epic um yeah it was great i okay i have something that's a, that might be a little controversial but okay. like okay because i fuck with beyonce right uh-huh but whenever I, rihanna gives you disclaimers y'all just know she about to say some something fucked up maybe It i don't think it's gonna be well i don't know take it how you need to take it you know what i'm saying <laughs> But the thing is is that I'm not a part of the beehive. I'm not either and i and I know that, but I feel like it wasn't a phenomenal performance, like everybody is saying. Wow. I think it was a great concert. Mm-hmm. I think the visuals and her dancers carried her mm. <laughs> i mean Listen. yeah okay. i i I know basically all of beyonce's music, and I thought like it it took me back like it's very nostalgic, especially when she sung a lot of her old songs. But like I wasn't blown away. Yeah. I wasn't blown away. Like, I was I really appreciated the like moment where like the dancers were like doing their thing, like doing mm-hmm. like the Vogue and stuff like that. Um, and again like the visuals. Um and she looked amazing. Mm-hmm. But again, like if we're gonna be honest, Beyonce don't have the greatest voice. And I'm not saying she sounded a mess. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying it wasn't a phenomenal performance. So, again, I know that's controversial. I know people I have have some... Uh, I'm stressed out. What did I say? I'm sorry. What did I say about that disclaimer, y'all? Listen. listen. But the thing is, I, lo- I love Beyoncé. My heart. I just don't think that she is, you know, the queen. Like, well, let me not say that. I don't know. I just feel You're like... taking the queen away? No, queen like, not, that's not... That's not what I meant. I just mean that, like, Cause I feel like like nowadays people are like, oh, they're trying to compare her to like Michael Jackson, like she's one of the greatest entertainers. Yeah. Stop, please. Cause that's not true. Okay, okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna respond, but I do have to say this. And one of my great friends noticed about me, but I'm not crazy about Michael Jackson. Like, that, now that's controversial. It is what it is. Cause and Michael is that nigga. I can I cannot listen to him? Ah! I can listen to like maybe three good songs that I really like, you know, I really like Rock My Road or whatever, but I really like the video more than the song itself. Oh, yeah. Um And there's like two other songs, but if they're played, I can listen. I'm not gonna go out my way to listen to Michael Jackson. And sometimes when like my friend Ajamu, you know Ajamu, when mm-hmm. he plays, he loves Michael Jackson. And when he plays him, I just shrink. Oh, my God. And he knows this. And he was like, I know you don't enjoy it. I'm just like, and it's not like I don't think, I think he's an icon. Uh-huh. But I also think, like, is an icon. And I think if we're thinking of, like, icon status in, like, the performers today, I do think Beyonce is the last of, like, icon status, like, performers out of, like, this new group of folks. I don't see who else could compare, like... Who's under Beyonce that has the same but, performing ability. But she's not really her. doing the performing though. Like she's mostly she did just enough performing. She's mostly just like standing there. Her she dancers. Her okay, but if she didn't hurt her foot, Beyonce is not doing a lot of theatrics or whatever. Not saying that she mm-hmm. has to, but like she's not necessarily performing per se. She does she put a little dance in there. She did a little mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? But her dancers. Are doing all of the work she's the mother of the house and that's okay so we can so we can it's okay to be like you know she's not really performing because she's not i beg to differ okay but <laughs> <laughs> that i knew it was going to be controversial and, you know, just- no i i i get it because i think if we're being comparing like her past tours and performances to this one she doesn't like dance as like full out as she used to um I just think she's getting older. And that's She fine. hurt her foot, and yeah. I do. I mean, I kind of appreciated the the visuals and the dancers and like how much spotlight because a lot of her dances are a part of like the ballroom community mm-hmm. or they're that is know, my favorite queer point. and gay. So like for them to have that platform, mm-hmm. I really feel like I wasn't complaining. And neither I, was you know? I. Neither <laughs> so, was I. Yeah, no. And, yeah. But that's what I'm saying yeah. is they carried. The whole performance the concert was an experience yeah and they they provided that experience for the most part that's it. Yeah, <laughs> i mean obviously I it's you. her music it's her music yeah and like some she did like sing you know a lot of her so she didn't like just you know she didn't, wasn't singing Like she wasn't lip syncing or anything or she wasn't mm-hmm. like letting audio carry us. like yeah. she was doing a lot of singing and yeah. i appreciated that listen i don't want it to be confused i love beyonce i fuck with beyonce she is the queen bee hmm but I need people to calm down just a little bit. So do you think like the show wasn't like, oh, as good as everybody's saying it was, or is this that you wanted more from like Beyonce herself outside of the like, I, I don't the know. Dancers? You know what, it, I think like, I didn't have that feeling of like, you know, um, like I wanted like more per se. Like I was, mm-hmm. well not, I do, I did want more, right? Mm-hmm. I did want more. I wanted her to sing more songs, some of her older stuff too. Like I really, I love Renaissance. But I don't know. It was just this is my first time. Maybe it was because this is my first time seeing Beyonce in concert, yeah. and I really wanted to hear. And she was like teasing a lot of her older songs, and then she would not sing it, and I'd be like, "Girl, so that like she's this. like the mashup." Yeah, and I'm just yeah. like, same them otherwise." Um, and so like, yeah, I don't know. I just wasn't like. I wasn't losing my mind. Mm -hmm. I wasn't like fun. Like there were some songs where I was like, oh my God. But like, I don't know. It's just, Mm -hmm. it's just weird. Like I, like I could like, I think about like other concerts that I've been to, and I think it's because those people are like, for example, like I went to Ari Lennox at the top of the year, mm-hmm. and I think because she's such a great vocalist, I was like enthralled. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. She wasn't doing any performing; she was singing. She's mm-hmm. a singer. She's a yeah. vocalist, right? And so, like, I was, I appreciate vocalists. Mm-hmm. Yes, she's not a vocalist. Like, she has great music. She has great messages in her music, and I love her for that um and so i appreciated it but Mm -hmm. i wasn't like oh my god Mm -hmm. i would see her again i -hmm. absolutely would see her again it's just like you know there's nuance you know what i'm saying and i don't like how cancel me do what you gotta do whatever you gotta do but i think it's ridiculous you know what i'm saying like how if you are not part of the beehive people try to make it seem like you hating on beyonce i am never i have never hated on beyonce i remember in college like You know, we were having a conversation, um, me and some, like, classmates were having a conversation about Beyonce, and I was, and I said exactly this, like, that I'm just not a part of the Beehive, and he was like, oh, you probably be in her comments, like, hating da-da-da, and I'm just like, because I'm not, because I don't, because I don't worship her, like, she's another human being, like, I like her music, but why do I have to worship her? Right like there's like no in between like with a lot of people it's like either you worship her or you or you don't don't like like her and that's ridiculous yeah i'm not part of the beehive either but i love beyonce um know all the songs it was my first time seeing her on this tour i i don't think i'm a part of anyone's like little um me either little groups i do like ice spice you know and i might join the munchkins because you know be chilly, like whatever. what they're called yeah i think that's what she called her little okay. her little group is the munchkins or whatever um but i don't think i'm like too caught up in anyone's you know yeah craft of yeah celebrity or whatever they are um to join a yeah a fan base um, it's nonsense like i mean i'm just i'm i guess i'm just like too like down to earth like i I'm very just like, realistic, I'm like, realist, and so it's like, to be caught up in something like that, like, I would have to be sort of like, out of, out of like, touch with reality a little bit, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think, I don't go too, like, far past, like, the music for me, if they're just like an artist, and they create music. That's where I see them as unless they, like, say something or do something that doesn't align with, like, my main morals and values. And then I can still support and stream and buy mm-hmm. their music or pay for their concerts and stuff like that. I don't go no further than to be – I don't even think I follow any celebrities I really like, like, social media. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't follow our listeners. I, love, I don't follow nobody because I just want to listen to the music and I, I leave it there. And I feel you. Yeah, but the whole beehives and the the hives and the fan stands, all of that, they can keep it because yeah. I ain't got that in me. Like. Me either, and I can still appreciate her and her music. And mm-hmm. I'm gonna leave it at that. We got we kind of got like a little sidetrack, went on a tangent, like, yeah, but I just say. had to say that I did enjoy yeah. the show in Chicago. Mm-hmm. It was great. I would see her again. I'm considering seeing her again before yeah. the you know tour ends. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I still recommend people going to see her. Yeah, it was it was a great show. I think mm-hmm. I know I had a great time. I think I was so like captivated by the entire experience mm-hmm. um, that I was just good. I was dancing, you know, in the crowd, met a lot of people, and since I was in London, there was folks coming over from, like, France and Scott, like, all over, and we Mm -hmm. all just kind of, like, Mm talked and danced together to the point where it was times where I wasn't even, like, fully focused, but, like, Beyonce was on the stage, Um, and I was just, like, in the moment with, like, all these queer people, like, just happy and dancing, and it just felt very healing, and that's how the album felt when I heard it last year, it just Mm -hmm. felt like healing and then the concert gave me that same experience of like mm. there's a space for us there's a you know whatever someone like standing up or you know putting respect on the ballroom scene and all of that so yeah go see go see the wind go get a ticket to the tour is anyone else you want to see that's touring over the SZA, next year I really want to see SZA mm-hmm. um I would have loved to see uh, Kay Trenada and Amine, but yeah. they ticket sold out like literally within 10 minutes. Yeah. And they're only touring in like a few places. Mm-hmm. Um, that's all I can think of right now. But yeah. yeah. I think so. What about you? Victoria Monet, but her ticket sold out as they well. Did. But I'm sure this resale isn't it's probably going to yeah. be ridiculous pricing for that. But I really want to see her. I love Victoria Monet down. Just know. That is Victoria when they only have one fan. It's me. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I love her down. And um and Paramore. Ooh. I love Paramore. Wait, I love Paramore for like the next year. Are they really? Mm -hmm. They have a lot of shows like overseas and all of that good stuff. So let's yeah, I really wanna um pick a show next year and go see them. I love Paramore Down. I do too bad. No, I do too. Haley Williams. Yes, is her, like, yes. Williams? Like, I don't know if it's that Williams. White, oh shit! I think so. I'm I don't know. Her, Haley. Haley, that white woman, she got down pat. Bair- do? Paramore's is for black people, period. But we all know this. <laughs> right. um, yes. If you don't know, you I better know. you better figure it out. Digga, listen, to Par- <laughs> <laughs> listen to Paramore, nigga. Right. Well, yeah. Wow. Well, it's gonna be a lot of tours. Y'all mm-hmm. learned something new. You know, yeah. me and Rihanna are not part of the Beehive. So late, but we fucked with Beyonce hard. I don't like Michael Jackson like that. Oh wow. that's kind of slander, but okay. Is it? <laughs> I'm joking with you, but I'm just like, I'm y- blown away by people that. People listen to like y'all listen to his songs and enjoy it. Yes, absolutely. I love Michael Jackson. Like absolutely, Diana, and y'all will sing it. Absolutely, I just absolutely. Really that's wild to me. <laughs> I can't understand it. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay, we we'll yeah. gotta get into it. I, <laughs> if y'all want to know more. We could talk about it. I'm open because I understand that this isn't like the everyday opinion of Michael Jackson. But you um, know, but the thing is, is that it's okay to have these com like, because I feel like sometimes we'd be afraid to like, you know, have these or like express these like opinions mm-hmm. because like the popular opinion is that like everyone's a fan of Michael Jackson or everyone is like a huge fan of He's Beyonce like, saw, or- We don't talk about that. Like- yeah. And, like, yeah and it's like that. yeah and that's bullshit and like part of what this whole like podcast is about is healing and that is part of healing being able yeah. to express your opinion that is in opposition to like the, the norm the We're norm the greater, yeah, yeah right. the community so if y'all don't take nothing from this rant say what you like and don't like and don't worry about what other people might have to say because true. at the end of the day you're just oppressing yourself and your true feelings and if you don't like some shit you don't like it. Don't That's act okay. like you like it. Really? Then you're going to have to suffer. <laughs> suffer. You're going to have to suffer. <laughs> Do like Michael Jackson jam sessions like I used to I'm until so I said I didn't like him dude. like that and now they only play like one song yeah. when I'm around <laughs> <laughs> that's what standing up for yourself look like so, that's a fact. <laughs> <laughs> so y'all don't know how many Michael J- Jackson jam sessions I sat through because I just didn't want to be that person and everybody's singing and I'm just like when's it gonna end but Advocate for yourself. If you don't like something, don't don't sit through it, you know, say something, compromise, and you'll be better off that way. You can do it, I believe (laughs) in you. So Brie, what has been going on? What's on your mind today? You angry at anything? Um, I mean, I'm angry at a lot of stuff. I feel like a lot of a lot of the episodes recently has been about like more like personal stuff that we're dealing with, right? Mm-hmm. And so like not necessarily like projecting it out to society. But as I'm saying that, like, I think it is a, a reflection of society. So essentially, like, I'm just like. Annoyed at this like nonlinear like healing journey. Mm-hmm. Um, I have been in therapy for, how long? I don't even know how long it's been at this point, maybe like a couple months. Um, and I go pretty consistently um, sometimes once a week, sometimes once every like two weeks or whatever. And literally every time, my appointment is about to come up. I get like super anxious, nervous, whatever. Like I want to cancel. Like I have an appointment later today and I'm just like, why didn't I? Like I was this close, like very, very close to canceling yesterday because the 24 hour time, like cancellation period. And then I was like, girl, just fucking go. Like, but I'm just, I don't know. I just I'm um always thinking like, do I need to be there? You Mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Because like I was saying to you earlier, sometimes I feel like I'm so fucking self-aware and like, you know, I'm just, I'm hyper aware of like, you know, things around me and, um, you know, how things are um, impacting me, um, like, Triggers and things like that. I just feel like I'm so aware. So it's just like, well, if I'm so aware, then like, why do I need to be there? But also, it's just like, well, therapy is not just about like, you know, exploring that awareness. It's about like how to, like how to deal with the 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 stuff that comes up, um, especially if it's like triggering in a in a in a negative way. And so I'm always like, damn, like what am i going to talk about um and then um i also i always have said that like i you know have struggled with like depression and anxiety and shit like that um never diagnosed for real just self-diagnosed obviously um and i also have recently you know just by way of like being on the internet like thinking like Could it be something other than like depression and anxiety? Could it be, I mean, anxiety for sure. I've experienced that. I've gone to the hospital a few times from having like panic attacks. Um, Depression, that's something you have to be diagnosed for. Um, But recently I've been like, could it be bipolar disorder? Could it be ADHD or ADD? Um, Because I just um, be struggling to like focus. I get distracted really easily um my brain just feels like just full all the time it's like i take really long to process things like i'm smart as fuck like i've you know gone to college all those things like right and so like i'm capable of doing a lot but like recently and it could and it could be a result of all of the things that's happening in society right and so maybe that's it and then also personal stuff but i'm just like i feel like i need to dig a little bit deeper and maybe you know, advocate for myself, or I don't know if I really have to advocate for myself, but just figure out, like, navigate how to potentially get a diagnosis, because I feel like there's something more going on there. And it would just be helpful to understand, like, what's going on so I can stop, like, self-diagnosing or, like, just know how to, like, address it. Um, And so, yeah, like, I just feel like, I don't even know how long, I don't even know how long, but for a very long time, I've just been, like, struggling to, you know, um, grasp things. Um, You know, I've done job transitions, and I just feel like, you know, with training and Um, all these things and learning all these new like concepts and whatever, whatever. It's just a lot going on. And I just feel like I've been struggling and I'll see like, you know, my peers and they're grasping concepts and they're, you know, they're figuring it out. And I'm just like, in my mind, I'm like, I'm still confused. Or, you know, a little bit, I need a little bit more time to process that. Like, it's like, I'll get there. It's like, you know, when you're, I was talking to somebody about this the other day, like when you're in, when you're in school and you need like extra time to take your test, you're not dumb. You just need extra time. Right. And I feel like, you know, we may not think about that as we get older, how that is still like a necessary accommodation, you know what I'm saying? And I feel like I have to do that in my job right now, advocate for myself to be like, I need a little bit more time here to process and to like get this like task that you're asking me to complete done. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I know that was a lot that I just said there. And so like this is something that I'm planning to talk about with my therapist Mm -hmm. later because I'm just like, this can't go on like this. Mm -hmm. Like I've been like, you know, just like suffering in silence for so long. And there are times where it's easier to cope. But then, you know, there are times like during the winter when there's less sun outside and it's like, oh, it's just seasonal depression. It's just like, "Mm -hmm." no, I think it's just, I think it's whatever is underlying there is being exacerbated by the lack of vitamin D and whatever energy that your body is not getting. And so it's like, it's more than just like, it's seasonal depression on top of other shit, but then on top of other shit, you know, outside factors, like it's just so much shit piled on top of the shit. (laughs) You know? It's a lot of shit. It's a lot of shit. So. Yeah, the, but do you see, like, my brain is yeah. just like, it's full. And like, I don't really know how to like, categorize, like, I don't know how to organize, I feel like I'm even just saying it out loud and trying to express it, I feel like I'm not sure if you if you feel where I'm coming from, or if that was easy to follow, I feel like it might have been confusing. I don't know. No, I, I don't feel confused. I think like, you know, for me personally, um, it's not something that I directly like am affected by, mm-hmm. um, so my first thought while listening to you express that is if there's like any you know certain examples you feel comfortable enough like sharing without going mm. into full detail, and then my second question would be what does support look like for you mm. when you have um those moments because it sounds like it's quite often so you know as your friend outside of like the podcast when you are maybe like peaking with these emotions or feeling that way, what is a way, you know, that someone can show up for you so that you at least feel, you know, seen and loved and like not alone when you're going mm-hmm. through those moments? Um. So when it's happening again, or if I haven't heard from you, mm-hmm. I can probably click it to it being this and knowing mm-hmm. what you need to feel seen and supported versus what I feel like might feel like support for you. Yeah. First of all, I appreciate that. I, I appreciate that a lot. I appreciate the question. Um, an, an example, <clears throat> I mean, really when I think about it, a lot of times it has to do with like work. Mm-hmm. And part of me is like, I feel like my my body or my, my psyche is like rejecting mm-hmm. Like labor, okay, (laughs) or like you know, the larger like system of capitalism. I feel like it's rejecting it, but again, I'm not sure. Um, I think it is to a certain extent because I recognize how like just fucking racist the system is Mm -hmm. of like work culture. Yeah. I was like deep, deep, deeply rooted in white supremacy, and so like that's definitely part of it. Like I'm all with, like my instinct is to reject. Like and you know when I'm at work in meetings, like I find myself tensing up and preparing to to like <clears throat> be like the um, the person to like just object to everything. And so I have to really like challenge myself to like listen and to like maybe consider that like maybe this isn't a threatening conversation or maybe this isn't threatening. Nine times out of 10, it is threatening. But I just recognize when I'm at work, that's when I'm most like feeling like whatever this thing is, ADHD, whatever is like acting up, so to speak. Mm -hmm. I'm just like, what especially because like in the climate space like you know it's excuse me it's always like oh like it's so urgent like everything is so urgent like oh we don't do this now um then we're gonna miss our opportunity to like you know reverse the effects of like climate change and it's just like i get it but also you know like it is sort of like is in contradiction to like climate justice and environmental justice because the people that are working to um, reverse the impacts of climate and environmental justice are being like extracted from. Yeah. So it's like, we're, we're trying to encourage people to do less environmental and climate extraction, but we're extracting from the people. So it's just like, how do the two align? They don't, mm-hmm. it's like they're, they're in complete contradiction to one another so it's just like you want you, you're saying how this is so urgent and so then you're putting that urgency on the people so it's just like <laughs> like how does this work like and yeah. so I'm just stressed all the fucking time and so but I noticed that like you know I had I had um, the week before last off like our organization was closed I, like my head was so clear mm-hmm. it was so clear. I had energy to work out every fucking day. Like, I just, I was fine. And so like, I don't know if it's work per se, but this work in general, I know is very stressful. Like, cause it's always like fast paced and like, oh, it's just urgent, get on it. And it's just like, and that's just not, and I've expressed that in meanings Like, that's just not, that's not how my spirit works. Yeah. And so like, I'm always, again, rejecting that. And I'm just like, that's not gonna work for me. I know you want that in, on such and such, but you ain't getting it. Mm-hmm. And they be looking at me like sideways, what you going to do? Yeah. If you're going to fire me, fire me so I can get unemployment. But like, <laughs> you period, because I'm not <laughs> on your timeline. Like, i just, I'm not like certain things. I get it. Yes. But other things I'm like, mm, actually, I'm going to, I'm going to challenge you on that one. Yeah. Like, I'm not doing that. So, um, you know, that's, I think work is mainly attached to that. In the type of work that I'm doing, and so like it's just been a challenge for me to figure out like I like doing this work, but also it doesn't really seem sustainable for me. Yeah. And like, how can I potentially like shift? we um, not potentially because there a shift is necessary. I'm not staying at this job forever, um, but I also still think I want to be in this like climate space. Um, Just in a different space. Just in a different space. Uh, And then maybe a different type of like doing the work in a different sort of capacity. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm also into fashion. So I'm like, "Mm, how can I maybe explore like getting into sustainable fashion or something? I don't know. Um, And so, like, just having those thoughts also. And so, like, to your point about or or to your um, question about like support, um, and you gave a good example, like, when I'm maybe not like, maybe I, when I go radio silent that, that you should automatically assume your girl is going through. Okay. Uh, because yeah, I just, I be neat to like pour into myself. And a lot of times that just looks like me being, being home and, um, I don't know, disconnecting, um, you know, even when, you know, um, there was a the suggestion to go see the Barbie movie. I wanted to go so bad. Yeah. I had zero energy, mm-hmm. zero. And I was like, I'm not even gonna respond. I don't I don't have it in me. And that made me sad, because it's just like, I don't want people to think, like I'm in this group chat, I'm not responding or I'm, you know, I'm interested, but like, I don't have it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, if it was two weeks ago when I had off work, I would have been front and center, because yeah. I had all the energy in the world. Um, and so, yes, um, I don't know. I, I'm not really sure what support looks like. I think you know, other than just like um, hearing what I'm saying, and then like you know, giving me grace or whatever that looks like, or um, just understanding that like I'm on I'm on a journey to try to like balance this thing out. Yeah, yeah. So what's that? <laughs> okay, well, I'm here, like, you know, checking in, intentionally listening, and mm. we'll figure out the rest of, you know, whatever Brianna needs to feel supported when going through this. And yeah. tearing mm. down capitalism seems like the number No, <laughs> so, burn that bitch down to the ground, <laughs> for real. Capitalism is the issue. Yeah, it one is. One of them. Yeah. It is. And, like, you know, I get, I get a lot of energy when I feel, um, like I have less restrictions on me or, and when I travel to like, you know, even just going to Chicago, like that was, um, that was great to just like get out of this little bubble of Rochester. Cause like when you like, I didn't realize that was my first time in Chicago. I didn't realize how how big Chicago was Mm -hmm. like over 2 million people. Like I didn't realize that. And you think about Rochester, Two hundred like two hundred and fifty thousand people, yeah. so fucking small. Yeah. And like when you think about that, it's we basically live in a small town. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. It's a and like, town. yeah, and to be able to like remove myself into you know just experience the world through a different lens, and um, I don't know, just have more insight and perspective. Like mm-hmm. it just it puts things into perspective. Mm-hmm. It makes me realize that like. You know, yes, climate change is a is an urgent thing, but it doesn't have to consume me. And I think that's what my not I think, my organization and my coworkers, you know how people make their job like their life. Their life. Yeah. It's just not me. Mm -hmm. And it's even harder when you're in like social justice or like racial justice work, like climate change and you feel like you have to, like, yes. make it your life because it impacts you and so many people that you're directly connected to so much. But fuck that, no. It's just not me. I'm just, like, I'd rather die for this shit. But, like, after five... <laughs> after five, y'all gonna have to kiss my black ass. Like, the fuck? Because it's just, like, I'm still, like... Do my part after five, like recycle and you know, whatever the sustainable things. I'm still gonna, I could still mm-hmm. do those things, but like, I'm also gonna travel and enjoy my life. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna put, throw that shit on because I love fashion. I'm mm-hmm. gonna, you know what I'm saying? I'm gonna have a good time, I'm gonna enjoy my life because like this shit can end at any point, yeah. And like, and, and then to being in this space of climate change, recognizing that we do got a lot of time, mm-hmm. I'm gonna live it up as you should, I think when you're consumed in that space too of like activism, cause I have had like that similar like epiphany. Um, I wanna say like a year or two ago, like obviously being like deeply involved in organizing around like policing and I'm part of an organization in my personal life. And then professionally, I also work with an organization that goes against like, you know, all the wrongs in the world and protecting civil liberties. And um, with the personal organization, love them down love the work down Mm want to tear down all the police stations today Mm -hmm. but i could not commit to making it like a everyday thing i could not commit to sitting you know in hours for two to three hours and then by the end of the day i'm tired and now i don't want to go out and like Mm -hmm. do the things i enjoy so i you know had to take that step back and kind Mm -hmm. of i think at some point it affected um my relationships with folks a little bit because mm. I wasn't showing up as much as I used to mm. in the beginning when literally I was like eat sleep breathe organizing mm. and I realized that I wasn't doing me like I mm-hmm. wasn't looking like myself anymore I wasn't doing the things that I enjoyed anymore because I was so hyper focused on getting the goals and the results and like being so committed to the mm-hmm. movement mm-hmm. and like I still am very much committed but but I'm going to live my life and you know i'm not gonna show up to every single thing i'm not gonna say yes to every Mm -hmm. single thing i'm not going to be on the front line for every single thing and Mm -hmm. i have no shame in saying that and i think people need to be more uh like respectful of that decision Mm -hmm. especially your job because i I can relate with my job that i left last year Mm -hmm. they were very much like that like Mm -hmm. we're committed we have people that we need to get out so they kind of like guilt trip you a little bit mm-hmm, to like remember mm-hmm. who you're fighting for and then you have no time to kind of do what you want to do and if you say hey right. i need a break well the people who need to be freed from and so like i'm like okay i get it like it's not gonna happen overnight right and that's that extraction yeah. of people mm. that i was talking about yeah like you're extracting all of the energy and all of the whatever you can get from people for the cause and it's just like well if the people if the people aren't like well and good by the time you get to wherever you're trying to go, what was the point of it all? Yeah. And then there's no no resource or no resources or anything for the folks. Once you finally get them across, you know the ocean or get them across the lake, whatever you're trying to take them to, bring right. them to, and then the folks are burnt out. And it mm-hmm. sounds like it's really affecting like you mentally, and yes, it's, it's taken away from the things that like you want to do. For example, like going to see the Barbie movie with the girls. Mm-hmm. We like, would love for you to be there, and mm-hmm. I hate the fact that you couldn't be there because you're mentally exhausted because mm-hmm. of this job that isn't even like you know fully who. You are. You're giving so much of yourself to that right. to you know maintain your livelihood because we have to do that. But mm-hmm. then like, it sounds like you're losing so much else yeah. in the midst of it, and it's really like starting to fuck with you. And I fuck yep. with you, so I don't want nothing fucking with you <laughs> if it ain't me and right. craziness. But um, yeah, so yeah. It's and a lot I always, I always think about, um, I always think about like you know, the, the big names like Angela Davis and like Rosa Parks and, um, those types of people like is, I I mentioned those two specifically because they both practice yoga Mm -hmm. and they both, um, well, specifically Angela Davis, y'all know hardcore freedom fighter, you know what I'm saying? But also she was, she is a huge advocate for radical self care. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, yeah, we're gonna fight this cause, but also we're gonna take care of ourselves. Yeah, because if we're not well, how can we continue to pour into the movement or mm-hmm. these different movements? And so it's just like these white folks—they don't get that. They yeah. can run, run yourself ragged. That's why you look old and you're young as hell. <laughs> but I'm not okay. doing it. Okay, Listen. you can eat, breathe, shit, this bug You can, you can do all that you want to. I'm not doing it. Yeah. And so that's part of the battle too, is that they just don't understand. Cause it's, it's, it's like even more detrimental as a black woman to like let this work impact me the way that it does. Cause it's just like, mm-hmm. there's already so many other things that I got to deal with. And the way in which stress, you know, um, plays on my body is different than it plays in their body. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So fuck them. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm going to have balance. And at five o'clock and even before they. I'll be done Not with this job. List. Yeah, and I'm going to do yoga and I'm going to do all of the things. I'm going to travel and, you know, as soon as somebody says something about it, they're going to get chicked. Yeah. They're going to get checked. As they should, because what the fuck are you going to do? Yeah. And I love that, like you mentioned earlier, how you felt when you were like in Chicago or traveling like in general and like the person you kind of feel like you are mm-hmm. when you're out um, outside of Rochester. And in a therapy session with Shy, I I think it was when I came back from London, mm-hmm. and um, I was just like on cloud nine thousand as usual when mm-hmm. I travel, and you know I was just like you know it just reminds me of how much I have to get out of Rochester, which I still fully believe I need to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and she said, "Well, what were you doing in London or in Europe? What were you doing then that made you?" feel like so happy, that has you like so glowy today. And what does that look like finding that in Rochester? Mm. And it might not be the same, it might not, but like you're adventurous, you're doing this, you're more welcoming when you were in London. Mm. Where's that space in Rochester for you? Because you can find it. Mm. There's people in Rochester Like they are in London because you exist and you're in Rochester. You're not the only one that has that mindset. You're not the only one that's looking for something bigger or for a community that brings whatever. And she's like, I think you should try to, to find that mm. in your everyday life in Rochester and mm. create that. So you're not just feeling this when you go you know, overseas or when you go somewhere else because then it becomes your everyday reality. Yeah. And it's never gonna feel the same as if when you're actually traveling, mm. but you're not gonna feel like you're in this space of just like, mm-hmm. I'm in the small hometown and it ain't shit to do and the people here are all the same and they wanna do the same shit. It's like it's not they're out there. You just have to put yourself out there a little bit more. And since we and her had that conversation, I have been like creating that Mm. like reality. Like I feel Mm. really like at peace and like really enjoying life, especially over the summer, because Mm -hmm. I'm like, You're right, like i'm here and i feel this way i i can't be the only one that wants something like more Mm -hmm. or bigger or wants to feel like life isn't just you know work sleep eat and Mm -hmm. repeat it all again um so i think maybe just take that into account a little bit like what does that look like Yeah. what did you do and obviously it's different because we have to work we're not on vacation Mm -hmm. but what does it look like to kind of take that extra step when you're feeling like down or whatever Mm -hmm. to still go out there and kind of Find that feeling of like Mm -hmm. what Chicago kind of gave you. Hopefully, until yeah, peace out. This popsicle stand. No, right. No, that's that's a word, and I feel like I've already sort of like that's something that I've like already thought about, Mm -hmm. and like that's a realization that I've come to. Like, how can I like you know, create those experience, those experiences or, like, similar experiences, like, in Rochester, and I think that's very possible, and, like, I'm definitely, like, not in a space where I was, like, a few months ago where I'm, like, oh, my God, I'm just, like, we're so ready to go, and it's, like, this place is, like, not the worst, it's bearable to a certain extent, but it's just, like, I think the difference is is like when you're somewhere like in Chicago or like, you know, um, you're in London or whatever is that like those experiences at at your disposal, like they're just easier. You have more access to them here in Rochester. You have to either cultivate it yourself or you have to like work hard to find them. Mm -hmm. And so it's really about like putting in the work to actually find those things or like help those things like have those things created. Um, and so I think that's sometimes what it is for, you know, folks that live in a place like Rochester is just that like it's a little bit harder to find those things. Yeah. And it's not at your feet. Yeah. yeah. Like you you can go on an app in London and it's like ten million <laughs> black centered events and then here it's like, girl, damn, I missed it. It won't be another one for three weeks and now you gotta figure it out and cultivate it with friends. You're right. Yeah. yeah. And so it's, it's like, yes, but also we have to recognize that like there's just still a lot that we don't have, and I don't know if it's because of the smallness of Rochester or just like you know the 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 whiteness the, it, yeah that, yeah the whiteness and the lack of investment in creating these types of things for people, mm-hmm. um specifically specifically black people that's all at play yeah so it's like you can sort of you know create similar experiences but not really yeah, for, it's not going be the exact same yeah. but. Yeah. To some degree, something that holds you over Sure into, Which I felt like I've been feeling the past You know, a few weeks with hanging out with the girls mm-hmm. and I'm good. That's doing all of I'm that. Glad. So we're going to get you out of the house We're going to be hanging out with the girls I would love to Yeah, yeah I would love to Create a um, own, Yeah, own absolutely joy. I'm already like preparing for just like um, You know I don't know, like A different sort of like routine Like I'm breaking up so i got this opportunity to teach yoga to some high school students for Mm -hmm. the whole school year this coming year so excited about that so that's going to be starting in september and it like it's going to be like twice a week like one hour during the day like in the afternoon and that's just going to be a really good opportunity first for me to like um get back into my practice and teaching and you know giving back to children which i love and then also like um, breaking up the monotony of my day Mm -hmm. and so i tell my job straight up like i'm doing this and um because they're always like oh we don't really work a nine to five you can just like you know flex your schedule flex the shit out of it yeah and so like you know i'm just trying to like be more intentional about how i'm spending my days and so like having that and then like planning like intentional things with friends and you know just like recognizing that like my life and my day is in my is is like i i'm empowered to like structure it the way that i want it to look yeah to a certain extent um and so i think that is kind of sort of the message on that front is like where find finding where you have control mm-hmm. And like really crafting how you want your life or your day or whatever to be or to look because we have more control than we think. I think we get caught up, I know I do, caught up in like, oh my God, like this is, you know, this job is so structured or whatever, whatever, like, but we can figure out how you can, like, take your power back, take control of that. Yeah, I think it can definitely affect how you feel mentally, too, so. hmm. Being a little bit more which with yourself. Yeah. Yeah. You talk to a therapist. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so Shay, let us know what's on the brain, what you angry at, what's going on. <laughs> Let's see. I think honestly. Okay. I guess it might be a little bit angry. Cause I was gonna say, I'm not angry like at too much but there's always something to be angry about and i think i'm really frustrated with um and it kind of goes into what we were talking about like capitalism time all of that um just how hard it is sometimes to be consistent mm-hmm. while moving along with life and like supporting your livelihood and if you have to worry about like family or community and pets mm-hmm. and kids all of that other stuff um and I found myself thinking a lot about what um, what my life looks like, what I look like, if I didn't have to worry about, like, working. Like, who am mm-hmm. I outside of capitalism mm-hmm. is a question I ask myself, I think, at least, like, once every two weeks. I'm like, who are Same. you outside of capitalism? Mm-hmm. So I think everybody should just pause real quick mm-hmm. and think about, like, who are you mm-hmm. outside of capitalism? outside of all the things you have to maintain mm-hmm. in order to feel like you're progressing and moving forward in life. And I'm sorry if y'all can hear these these emblems. <laughs> if you can hear these ambalams <laughs> passing. <laughs> it's the ghettos of, you know, living <laughs> living downtown. <laughs> it's the ghettos of having to hear every siren in the city. Right. Um but yeah, just I think about I think about that for myself, for my friends, my family. Um if you had the resources, if you had the time to kind of pour into yourself and do the things you want to do, who are you really? And I think it's so fucked up that things like white supremacy and capitalism, um, elitism, all of these things play a huge, you know, part in us kind of suppressing um, a lot about ourselves. Mm -hmm. And I've been trying to kind of bring that out a little bit more. Mm -hmm. And a big part of that is not giving a lot of my time to my job as myself fucked up, and it's not easy for everyone to say that because I don't have to go into a physical office all the time. Mm-hmm. Some people have to go every mm-hmm. single day, so they can't take you know that hour or two yeah. that you and I could probably take mm-hmm. to kind of just focus on ourselves. Um, so yeah, who am I? What do I do when I'm not working? How can I be more consistent and show up for myself? Which is something I've been doing a lot of the past uh, few months that we've been away. Um, and it's been it's been really great, and I just hate that it's not like affordable to everyone. Mm-hmm. And I hate when basic human things feel like a luxury. Yes. Um, and sometimes it's hard for me to fully enjoy being able to. Um, of essentially do what I want and when I want and that not be affordable to all of my friends or all of the people I'm in community with and mm-hmm. you know my one of my friends she says it as a joke you know because she'll call and I'll probably be like laying in bed and she'll be like you don't got to work today and I'm like I am working I'm checking my emails and responding to my you know whatever chats and then I'm gonna go take a walk and then it's like damn like this isn't the norm for mm-hmm. so many folks especially if you come from like you know like a poor neighborhood, like I do. Like, I grew up on Alphonse, okay, right? I, like I said, don't comfort me. <laughs> <laughs> that I, worked, is the... I worked hard for this. Right. Um, and it, it made me think about it, you know, when she was like, we all can't just, you know, work two days out the week or three days out the week like you do. And I'm like, you know, I work a mm-hmm. little it's bit more than that. But uh, it's very true. And um, a lot of people, when they see me or they might, dm me when they see that i'm doing fun things or trying to do things i guess more regularly and there's like i love like you're just living your life you're doing all of this and then it feels great it feels fun but i want all my niggas to be able to do that too i want all my niggas to be able to go to the gym five times a week like i've been doing that this is my second week doing it um and it feels really good even though okay let me be clear going to the gym does not feel good i don't like But it feels good to be able to be a little bit more consistent with myself Mm -hmm. and to show up for myself because I know ultimately it's going to pay off. Mm -hmm. Um, And then doing other little things I like to do, like reading a book or taking a walk every single day and just showing up for myself has felt really good. Mm -hmm. And I want to know like how that could be a a norm Mm -hmm. for like all black folks who kind of have to give so much of their time to like their livelihood or Mm -hmm. providing for others that they don't have a moment to kind of think about who they are outside of motherhood Mm -hmm. or who they are outside of you know the movement because they Mm -hmm. feel they have to give Mm -hmm. all they got to Mm -hmm. that Um, Mm -hmm. and I've seen that showing up more intentionally for myself has allowed me to show up for others Mm -hmm. a lot more um, than what i felt like I could do and sometimes when, like I just told you earlier, I wanted to cancel on seeing a friend um, a a while back. And I didn't because I've been reading this book and it's like the art of showing up for yourself and for your friends and like the impacts of like what canceling might feel like or all of that and just realizing that like we all need so much support and majority of us have like little to no time or capacity to give it out Mm -hmm. Um, and with me, I guess showing up for myself and creating my own capacity, it just doesn't feel fair sometimes when um, other people can. And I know like for me, sometimes I personalize it a little bit because in the moment I'm not seeing like, oh, this person is just dealing with life. They don't have the the time or whatever to kind of show up the same way Mm -hmm. you can. Uh, and I personalize it and just, be like, okay, well, they're not showing up for me, but then I sit and I check myself, I'm like, okay, they just don't have the, the tools or the resources or the time to do it. And yeah, so that's been on my brain a lot, um, mm-hmm. about, I guess, the last month It's just who my, who my friends are when they don't have to like show up for so many things mm-hmm. that are outside of them and how Um, as a community, we can like prioritize Mm. kind of being a little bit more intentional to do those things we want to do, even if we have to give so much time to, you know, capitalism and maintain that life. Damn. That's real as fuck. And like, I think about that shit too, because like, I think we're both in a very similar like privileged position where we we work from home and we can like finesse our schedules. (laughs) And i be thinking the same thing like you know sometimes i like get caught up in you know just the stress of it all but then i think about like oh actually i'm quite fortunate like mm-hmm. <laughs> so i should calm down mm-hmm. um and yeah i guess like i wanna i wanna speak to like the the sort of like guilt or whatever it is that mm-hmm. you feel uh, for, like, your friends that, you know, or the community that yeah. don't have that luxury. But I'm not really sure what to say. Like, I think, I mean, but, the, like, what does that mean not, like, relish in that luxury? You know what I mean? Like, it's not fair, no, mm-hmm. but, like, you, that doesn't mean you don't deserve it. Right. That doesn't mean we don't deserve it because we've also had a hard life and we still have a hard life Mm -hmm. and it is unfortunate that everyone is not afforded that right now but you still deserve it yeah i think i think a huge part of it for me too and this is probably going off like my original but we're here now like my original plan or topic i think we'll probably get back to that but a lot of people are meeting me like in this season of my life like the past two or three years and you know they see what they see now, which is like you know me being able to take trips out the country or mm-hmm. live downtown or just like smile and be happy. And I post the things that I obviously want people to to see or to know about me. And I think they take that and apply it to who I am as a whole, mm-hmm. and not think any deeper past it. I remember like my friend called me one time. And was like wanting to vent or whatever. And we were talking. I gave her the space. And then after, you know, she was looking for a response. I responded and I was just like, I understand. Like I feel you like, you know, life is like very hard. And, you know, she's like, Well, do you feel me though, Shay? Because like your life isn't hard or like you you don't have to and I'm just like, Let's pop the brakes here. Yeah. Like my life has been, you know, very, very, very hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes I feel like I'm just seen in like this one way, it's like the strong friend or like yeah. the stable friend, mm-hmm. or you know, all of that, and it kind of trickles into, um, I guess, like what it, what support or whatever looks like for me sometimes. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I sometimes mm-hmm. felt like I had to maintain that mm-hmm. that image mm-hmm. of like what that looks like of like mm-hmm. who I am. And at one point, I was just like, "Fuck that!" Through talking to shy, shout out to my therapist. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I don't even know what I'm saying anymore. I'm just rambling at this point. I'm sorry, y'all. But no, but yeah, it, I just think so yeah, I think it's it's fucked up sometimes um, mm-hmm. to kind of feel that way, and I think that's probably where the the guilt sometimes come from now because I think a lot of the people, and not necessarily like my friends, because like my friends, my close friends, like they know more about me. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the other folks who might still be like <laughs> in that that's. That space of not having the time or the luxuries to kind of commit to their hobbies or whatever. And then when they speak to me, they're always just like, I just like live through you. I feel a little like, mm-hmm. you know, it, sometimes like, should I be doing more to make sure like, you know, the folks around me also have like the resources or the ability to, because there's not much I can do about like, you know, like their jobs and stuff like that. But is there more that I can do in mm-hmm. like providing? Space to the folks who who aren't necessarily like my friends, but I'm in community with, so that they feel some sense of like you know mm. joy, you know. Because I know people be like, you know, I'm living through you vicariously. Like, I feel that to some folks too, but like, it's like certain people who say it a lot, and then I know like some of their circumstances, and I think I kind of internalize that and take it as like, okay, I need to do something to like take a little load off of them. And you I should not pick the I know, you no, know. I know, the answer I know. is no. I know. I feel you, but (laughs) but I think to like, to a certain extent, like we can't like really save people. I think like we can, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just thinking about like some of the conversations we had about like creating this podcast, right? Like I think like, I think part of it is like talking about it and like allowing people to like, understand that like there are different possibilities that Mm -hmm. like truly if you are in a situation where and 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 i don't i hate to like i hate to sound like you know i gotta do is work hard like you know that's not what i'm saying at all but like what i will say is i think sometimes when people are in tough situations they they may not have the the creativity to uh to figure out how to get out of that situation Mm -hmm. whatever it might be Um, because I've been, I've been there, you know what I'm saying? And I think a lot of times it's our mindset Mm -hmm. and there obviously are very real forces at play that oppress people. Yeah. White supremacy, capitalism. Right. But I think also it's the mindset Yeah. and I think I would, you know, to your point about like creating space or like, you know, showing up or like whatever, there are things that we can do. But it can't be to the detriment of ourselves, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, you know, um, I don't know, like I think about like we talked about this before, like maybe like hosting like a yoga class for like black women or whatever, you like whatever. There's so many different things that I think we can do that's in our that that won't require so much like energy or time or labor that's like going to yeah. just be too much mm-hmm. right because you know at the end of the day again we we deserve what the luxury that we have right now because we've both been through lots of shit yeah right but then also like because we we feel so indebted to the community we should be doing something yeah but like it can't be i'm repeating myself at this point to the detriment of ourselves mm-hmm. but it it is it is the mind, and I yeah. and I that's that's part of what the system has uh, to do in order to win to is to yeah, yeah to like take control of your mind divide divide and conquer you know what I'm saying like um and they have unfortunately been very successful in that yeah I yeah I think that's like where I'm trying to to get at or the point I'm trying to make is just like the importance of being consistent outside of of that to show up for yourself and to create those small, like, little yes. embers of joy. Yes. Um, and knowing that, like, it's tangible for you. Mm-hmm. and It might look a little bit different, um, but you have to be – like, if you want to go to this – Jazz night every Monday, even though you know you work the hardest on Mondays, and you kind of just want to lay in bed. But you know, if you do go, once you get there, you're gonna be happy that you mm-hmm. went. And you have to have like that discipline in yourself to mm-hmm. be like, okay, I just worked eight hours, but I'm gonna, you know, take an hour. Then I'm gonna get ready, go to jazz night, cause I know it's gonna bring me some joy. Like that's what I want, yes. and it is a mind thing. Like you mm-hmm. have to, and it's discipline. And it sounds like it's crazy to like say you have to discipline yourself. To have fun but when you're existing in a system like this one especially within america yeah when america you are oppressed a yeah when you're being oppressed constantly it's hard to think of like oh let me get up and go do something for yeah. fun especially if you have way more like you know things going on versus like what i like i don't have kids i don't have a pet anymore so it's really just me mm-hmm. so like for someone who has all these other things it might be kind of feel like a little bit of guilt for them too to like choose themselves for two hours out of the week Mm -hmm. to go do something but i want that to be very real and i want that to be like a conversation especially among like black women and and men but as a black woman i'm going to just choose black women and Mm -hmm. fans first um in the days um Mm -hmm. so yeah i just want to talk about that more of what it looks like to show up and be consistent with what you want Mm -hmm. while dealing with um Oppression and capitalism, all of those things, and being tired or being like, you know, burnt out and not feeling like you want to do it because of all of those things, but just knowing you should do it because yes. it's going to bring joy. It's going to bring back who you are, mm-hmm. you know, outside of all of your daily, you know, uh, responsibilities and worries. And just what that conversation looks like like what's the start of that conversation mm-hmm. of remembering to choose yourself at the end of very, very long days? Yeah. Like, I know for me, Like I work hard, I might not work every single day hard, but I work hard Mm -hmm. and a big part of me, you know, starting to work at the art gallery on Monday nights Mm -hmm. is because it it was fun, you know, it was like different. I wanted to go and talk to people, listen to music and just kind of, um, you know, be out and about. And on some days I don't want to do it. I'm Mm -hmm. like, okay, I'm tired. I had to work all day, but I know once I, physically get there and I see all of the people and people come in smiling. It's like our little Monday routine. It's not been one Monday that I've came home and regretted, you know, Mm -hmm. going. And I kind of find that with everything. Like in the mornings, I don't want to go out and walk. But Mm -hmm. once I'm physically out there and I'm walking and I see all of the things, like my daily, like whatever, Mm -hmm. I'm so grateful that I chose to walk. And I have to wake up a little bit earlier to do it because I have to work and stuff. And then just like with anything, like going Mm -hmm. to the library, making sure I pick out new books, making sure I read a chapter. Sometimes I don't feel like reading, but I still do it because... I want to be more consistent with myself. Yeah. I want to show up and make sure that I'm maintaining who I am outside mm-hmm. of, like, my daily responsibilities. And I just want to routine, like, a, not a routine routine, but just I want to just do the things I know I enjoy, even when I don't fully feel like doing mm-hmm. it, because I know at the end I'm going to be grateful that I right. did. Um, and I also kind of just want to create a space where you, like, break down why it's so hard to mm-hmm. be consistent sometimes um, and what it looks like to kind of you know yeah discipline ourselves through it I guess Mm -hmm. I guess that's where I'm like my brain is this week is just like figuring out how not only do I know who I am outside of like capitalism and all of that but making sure like my niggas and all my friends and my community also take those steps and have some type of resource and I'm not saying necessarily I need to be like that resource but I can at least find one and distribute it and, mm-hmm. you know, just start the research and then they take that and mm-hmm. feel empowered to, you know, be a little bit you know, more intentional with, you know, themselves. Yeah. I mean, I love that. And I, and it, I feel like what I'm hearing is like, it's that duality of like radical self-care mm-hmm. and, and resistance, yeah. resistance against what society tells us that how, or how our day should look. Yeah. We wake up, we go to work, and we come home and Cook do dinner. yeah, you know, the yeah. routine. Watch TV. Right. And so like I think we should talk more about like what that what it means to resist that mm-hmm. status quo, right? And to like be radically about ourselves and yeah. our community. And I think that's the greatest way to, you know, fight against the system that is oppressing us mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying and that might sound woo woo a little bit but like that's real as fuck yeah that's really real because you know if you're not resisting against the system that's oppressing you you have just you're you you're basically it yeah maintaining it. you're maintaining it you're just basically saying like oh and i hear it all i hear it all the time like oh this is just how life is Well, it doesn't have to be that way. So again, it's like mind over matter. You talk about like, you know, going jazz night and walking and doing all these things, even though you don't want to, but you put your mind over the matter because you know how it's going to make you feel once you actually do it. And so it's It's about discipline, mind over matter. It's about, like, recognizing that this system don't give a fuck about you, and you need to tear this bitch down. Yeah. And there's so many different ways to do that, mm-hmm. and we got to start doing it yeah. from all angles, yeah. all fucking angles. Yeah, and I think sometimes when you have conversations like, like this or even, like, disrupting capitalism, radicalizing self-care, a lot of these conversations sometimes end Mm. with like conflict because of like opposing you know um opposing views and then it stops because like it gets too heated or things people like aren't seeing where like the other might be coming from and Mm -hmm. i'm not afraid of conflict i can have like these conversations i have them all the time Mm -hmm. um but it can't it can't be on me and i'm not putting it on me Mm -hmm. um but it has to like you know somewhere else sometimes like the resources aren't there for yeah. folks to have these conversations in their own communities without like just succumbing to the to the conflict in the space mm-hmm. and then it just dies down and then people mm-hmm. just naturally go back into their flows and mm-hmm. bubbles and maintain these things and then we end up as square one yeah again I imagine maybe like having like a a, com- a community <clears throat> conversation about this I would love that yeah to be able to like invite like you know anybody who wants to be there to have this conversation to Mm -hmm. really like dive deeply into this conversation and to like really strategize around like you know how you can like resist and prioritize your self-care for yourself but then also for the larger community yeah i think that's i think that's necessary i think so i feel like it those conversations probably happen like in a in a way but like maybe not in a strategic intentional way. like an intentional way that's what i wanted to be like intentional enough Mm -hmm. to where people like hear it and it really like sits with them and with Mm -hmm. each other and it becomes a thing where you just you find i didn't even say like find yourself but you kind of do things that maintain who you are and what you want to do regardless of whatever else might be might be going on i think it is a finding yourself though because i think a lot of times when you're when you're just all about like work or Mm -hmm. just like you know survival yeah you probably don't really know who you are and like what your your interests are or like you know whatever like it is a is a way of like finding yourself identifying like who am i like what do i like what do i dislike what do i you know yeah 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 that's why like In this book I've been reading, like I told you earlier, it talks about all of that, like the most basic things, like what's three colors you like? What's three colors you dislike? What's, you know, are you an indoor person, outdoor person? Do you prefer to sit outside our restaurants? Do you prefer to sit indoor at restaurants? How do you advocate? You know, just like doing all those little things just to make sure like you're comfortable with, you know, who Mm -hmm. you are and that you're not kind of just going with the flow. You don't have to be a puppet. Literally, like a people like please or none mm-hmm. of that. Like just do essentially what you want to do yeah. because like this is your life and what the fuck somebody else gonna say? And if they do say something, why the fuck do we care? Um, exactly. Yeah, that's just where I am with it. Just wanting to kind of, in the spirit of like me being more consistent with myself, um, and hearing you know folks talk about how they wish that they could be more consistent or, um, yeah. Oh, sorry, we thought we had lost it. Um, and people, hearing people wishing that they could be like more consistent um in their lives outside of work and stuff. Yeah. And it's tangible, like it's it's reachable. It's not some some fantasy thing or it's not Absolutely. I'm not gonna say it's not super hard because it is hard. Mm-hmm. Like I gotta go to the gym later and I don't wanna go, but I'm gonna go because I know at the end of it I'm gonna be very proud of myself for getting through, you know, Absolutely. um, the workout, even though it's traumatizing. <laughs> but that's me showing up for, for myself because I right. know when I go like on trips or go you know to the beach or whatever I want to I want to look how I want to look I want to feel and I can say like I worked mm-hmm. hard I said consistent I showed up for myself right. um, and I actually worked today I worked we recorded this podcast so I'm still going to the gym and I really don't I want to get in bed but <laughs> yeah. in the spirit of like yeah just showing up and being consistent that's yeah that's how I feel I just want that to be like just attainable for everybody. Mm-hmm. yeah i feel that and you know we can we can attempt to do that and i think we definitely should um let's 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 talk about it let's i think crazy. sometimes just having like the conversation yeah just general, starting there for just sure. starting at the conversation and once people kind of realize that this is a struggle, even for people who you might see online or check in with, and it seems like they have it down packed, just hearing like, mm-hmm. it's fucking hard. It is. Like it's fucking hard. It's, you have to really, really go off and discipline yourself and hold yourself accountable and have people around you that hold you accountable. Um, yeah, to check in and just make sure that like we're living a life that is like Mm -hmm. worth living, and it's not anything to do with working or anyone really outside of you. I see people get lost in so many things like having children or in relationships or just in daily life, and Mm -hmm. then we kind of forget, you know, who we are solely. Mm -hmm. And I just want people to just kind of, you know, Mm -hmm. and not people, I say, I guess I want those around me who have expressed. That they would Mm -hmm. like to do more of that to kind of Mm -hmm. just see that it's attainable, they can do that too. Mm -hmm. Like you are individual, and it's just Mm going to take a lot of work. And if you need an accountability partner, call me because I need multiple. Mm -hmm. So, (laughs) (laughs) do you imagine starting there with like some of your like friends um, that have expressed wanting to just like be more consistent um, in that in those different regards, or like do you wish to like open it up to like a larger community? I think it would be really cool to just have a conversation in general with my friends. Like, we talk about it a lot. We call each other if we did something that we said that we wanted to do just to, like, kind of celebrate each other. Or if I know that I feel like I don't want to go to gym, I'll call somebody that i probably know would be like, get your ass up, bitch, and get your ass in the gym, what the fuck? Um so I think <laughs> that's what they say to so y'all. So aggressive. That's how they say. That's what they say to me. I think the other <laughs> shit. I think I did a, a workout routine backwards or whatever the other day. And my friend Judy, she was like, "Did you do this yet?" And I was like, "No." She's like, "Don't ever do that again." Like you, <laughs> we need to stick to this way. And I'm like, "Aye, aye, Captain." Sure. <laughs> Or, you know, she'll send me like little TikTok reels, or just be like, if you don't want to go to the gym, get your bitch ass up and go. Like, it's it's very aggressive, but it works for me. Uh, okay, whatever <laughs> works. Yeah. But I think just having like maybe a space where folks who listen to the podcast or who were connected with online who might um, you know, be interested in like just having a community conversation around mm. what it looks like to yeah. to be consistent, what it looks like to show up for yourself so you can show up more for mm. others would be um it would be a good thing to do. Yeah, no. I agree. I would love that. Okay, we can talk about that. If you're interested in y'all y'all that, do let us know. Yeah, I don't go. <laughs> pull up on me. <laughs> pull, up, pull, up, pull, up pull up, pull up on oh. me. Pull up pull Y'all yeah, hear it? I can sing. Brianna, swear I can't sing y'all, but y'all hear me? about to go there Pull tonight. up, pull up. Oh. oh, speaking of pull up, I know this, we don't got much time, but did you see Summer Walker and Jada Wade yeah, kind of going back up? I was just about to bring this up, but uh, I, like, I know we don't we can talk offline. But <laughs>
1: <laughs> and did you see
0: that recent video of Lil Meek going into that apartment? no was no, what well, i seen i seen the video i didn't watch it but i saw the caption of him saying he was I putting groceries it. in I'm for his cousin's house y'all stop dating these niggas i show you who no, for they really. are the first time we ain't even got time to talk about this for real but just know <laughs> listen to your intuition okay and ain't no nigga worth it okay Do what you want. It's summertime still. Go outside and be in the streets. Be discerning. Yeah. Like, have a hot girl summer. We still got a little bit of time left. Okay. And fall and winter. It's hot somewhere. Take a trip. Right. 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 (laughs) That part. That part. Okay. Okay. So, this is, like, one of my favorite parts of the podcast. It's the... What are we loving? And it's My been turn. a minute. We talked about a lot of things. So, Bri, what are you loving? Um, so a lot didn't come to mind recently, but like, um, definitely running. Like, I I think the last time we um recorded, I was saying how I'm getting back to working out. But um, yeah, I'm running more than anything. I'm just I'm trying to incorporate running and strength training at the same time because I think they're both important but like I was running like before, but I didn't have proper shoes, but like the difference that it makes to have actual proper running shoes is Mm -hmm. crazy. So like you just are not injuring your, hurting yourself as much like, so definitely love running. I feel lighter on my feet. Like I'm losing, you know, just fat around the, you know, uh, midsection or whatever, you know what I'm saying? So like I know that running is like really um a way for my body. It was res- my body responds well to running. Yeah. Um so really loving running, um that's all I can think of right now. Yeah. I mean I think I I I'm I also think I'm loving like just um I I am getting back to like my yoga practice. I talked about earlier like Um, this opportunity that's coming up to like um, work with high school students around like it's more than yoga. So like mindfulness also. And so um, I feel myself getting back to a place where um, I'm just like really loving yoga or appreciating it more. Um, And that feels good. There's some other it's so interesting how the universe works like you know that opportunity is there's another opportunity for me to do some sort of like modeling like in some yoga poses that's coming up also, um so things are like sort of like aligning in that regard and I really appreciate that and like love that for me because you know um, I have. Decided, or like, comes to the realization that like fitness is like a lifelong journey, and it's not mm-hmm. just something like, oh, I'm gonna do this for a few months or a year to like look good for my birthday or whatever. But it's just like, no, it feels it feels good in the body and in the mind. And so, um, I'm just really loving um, uh, how it's impacting my body and my mind. And you know, um, I I also I also feel like in the, in the past, like whenever I would like be like hardcore in the gym. It was because I was like, maybe I went through a breakup or maybe it was something like big that happened in my life. And so I was was, like, let me like pour myself, like let me throw myself into this. And I had a really terrible relationship with the gym. Like I I would like really do, I would push myself really hard and like push my body to the limit because something else was going wrong in my life. And I no longer have that relationship to the gym. Um, it's a much more positive relationship and I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, it's like just, um, liberating and I'm recognizing too, that there's so many different ways to like, to be active. And so like running, yes, strength training, yoga, Pilates, walking, like as long as I'm moving my body, yeah. I like to move my body. I feel good as fuck.
1: Mm-hmm. And,
0: um, yeah um i'm sure there's more mm-hmm. i'm sure there's more um but let's let's leave it there for now okay and tell us what you're loving i am loving i think like i'm loving so much um the first thing that comes to mind is i think my my friends um and just my connection with my friends, mm-hmm. older friends, newer friends. I've been hanging out with um, with my friends a ton, and I just feel so grateful to be in a space where I'm maintaining friendships. I'm around people who who care to keep me around, and I care to keep them around. So just um, kind of navigating friendships as you know a grown up now mm-hmm. and learning how to do like. With conflicts, having hard conversations, showing gratitude for each other—a lot of that has been happening. So I'm really, really, really grateful for it. like the women mm-hmm. um, that I'm surrounded by. And A always gets an honorable mention because when I'm talking about my friends, nine times <laughs> out of ten, I'm talking about like the women in my yeah. life. Um And ajama because that's my nigga for real. Yes. Um, so yeah, I'm really loving just being in in connection with all of like these amazing, amazing, amazing women that surrounded me. Um, I think I move so smoothly when I'm around my friends or like just kind of <laughs> close to them. I, you know, realize that I am someone who does need like consistency in my friendships. Like I need to see my friends consistently, not every day or every, like nothing crazy, mm-hmm. but like a couple of times, a few times a month for sure. Or mm-hmm. I like, I'm just like, ah, you know, mm-hmm. and if it's needed, it's, call it what you want. I but, so. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. so yeah, I'm really loving mm-hmm. just, um Having like intentional friends and being intentional back with them. Um, also, really, really, really loving, I think, reading. I say this probably almost every other mm-hmm. podcast, but I, <laughs> I like to read. I read a lot. You like to read. We've been <laughs> reading as bitches. And i am <laughs> uh, um, been reading the book I mentioned earlier, which is The Art of Showing Up. Um, and I think it's like in the age of flakiness, something like that. Mm. I'm also reading um, a lot of poetry books per usual. Um, and I am finally almost done with All About Love by Bell Hooks. Um, I've been reading this book four months. I need to borrow that when you Yeah, done. like, But it's such a good read and it just makes me check in with myself and those around me so much more. Mm-hmm. Am I loving anything else outside of that? I think um, my openness too. Mm. I've been very open um, to a lot of the things happening around me. Mm. And I kind of just take it in and process like what's happening and how I can respond to it in a way, but I'm processing it first now instead of just responding. And I think I think we talked about this before, where one of my main goals of going to therapy was to process. Um, like the negative things that happen before responding to them, because I'm very solution based. And if something happens, I'm like, okay, well, I can either do this and that, and then I choose my, you know, my decision, and then I might process it like three or four months later, and now I feel all the emotions of what happened. But I'm, I've been processing first lately, mm-hmm. and then I respond. Good. So that feels really, really good. So still loving therapy because um, that was like my main goal. And I see it happening now mm. where I'm not kind of just trying to solve problems without addressing it fully, even if it's like the smaller things. Mm. Um, yeah, so being open to to feelings and emotions and um, hanging with friends, reading. Um, yeah, and just being surrounded by, I think, genuine love because mm. it really keeps the heart, For the heart sure. open. For it sure. It keeps the it keeps, the, yeah. It keeps the heart open. It keeps me feeling um, accountable to not only myself but to like my community and my friends. Mm-hmm. And I love, um, I love that feeling of, you know, I guess not expectation, but just that feeling of um, community. I guess, mm-hmm. yeah. But within, within my people. So yeah, that's what I'm loving right now. I don't think there's anything else. Um, Judy did my nails for the Barbie movie. And they're really cute. So I really they love these cute. too. They're really pink. Um, so yeah, I'm really loving my Barbie, my Barbie nuts. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Per. <laughs> All right, it's about that time, y'all. Come to the end, where we leave you with some affirmations for the week, or whenever you decide to revisit this podcast. We really appreciate y'all listening. As always, we enjoyed it. We enjoyed this conversation, and we're looking forward to um, being more consistent in the spirit of what Shay was saying earlier. We're gonna let's say it on the podcast that. We have a form of accountability to upload twice a month. Yeah. (laughs) Twice a month. At the very least, um, we said it here, so it's very real. Um, I had a lot of fun (laughs) talking to Bree today, talking with y'all. I hope you took some of those questions and, you know, asked yourself that. As a reminder, from what I can remember, I think a couple of the big questions were, What does support look like for you when you're going through it? How can the people in your life show up for you? Don't be afraid to say, what you're doing is not working for me. Because we can try to support someone, but if it's not what they need, then it typically doesn't help. So what does support look like for you? You are down. How can your friends show up for you? Who are you outside of capitalism? Mm -hmm. What are your hobbies? What do you enjoy? And I feel like there was one more. There was. There was one more in the very beginning. Sheesh. I don't remember. Me either. Okay, well, you're listening, so you can rewind right. and catch that question. Um, so, yeah, we'll leave you with these affirmations and see y'all soon. Awesome. With that, capitalism does not own me. I feel empowered to advocate for my liberation pausing is an act of self-compassion and I bless the past and embrace the present moment with an open heart pur that's it I'll you